Blog Talk Radio. Drinks on me, don't go too far. 
sitting by the bartender Asked her for her best mixer Cause the bar is lit, got some rock on ice Baby, we gon' have so much fun tonight Drinks on me Tell your friends don't go We gon' party all night Drinks on me I got the party on smash Then you're leaving with me, right? Drinks on me I want everything on my tap So baby, I'm fun, yeah Drinks on me Got drinks on me. Almost got caught by Peter. All this mink on me. Only 19 and my bank account so tight. You're 22, mama, and I see your future is bright. But f- that, forget them lines about your name and your sign. I'ma creep up on your mind and act to hit it from behind. I don't endorse drug use, but take this. It's war and peace, ice cream, the eventers. Look, drinks on me. I see you over there looking lonely, and I keep looking at your friends and your homies. You know you wanna be right on me. Running right on it. I spotted you two minutes ago. My code, I flown it. You said you had a boyfriend, invisible man. Ten bottles of Ciroc, and I made you a fan. I saw you as you walked through the door. And now you're tipsy. Keep asking me for more. Pay my bank account. I'm sprawling. gentlemen that's right it's me your host who loves by the most it's me e reed right here on og radio presented uh bringing you binge rewind presented to you by reed already radio okay binge rewind is where you can go grab your munchies and just come hang out and chill as i discuss the movie and tv shows that i have already watched or i'm currently watching and yes i do bring in some spoilers every now and then uh so if this is not for you when it comes to spoilers, I understand if you just want to wait and watch and see everything unfold in real time, 
I totally get it. But for those who love spoilers and it don't mind it and are still willing to watch it regardless of what's being, uh, you know, explained and disclosed, then welcome, have a seat, get comfortable, and join me for the next 90 minutes and we can talk about it. Now, if you are listening uh, to the playback right now, just know you can listen and participate in the conversation uh, online if you uh, log into uh, your account or I think you have to have an account. I'm not quite sure because I'm not sure about how Blog Talk Radio works. But I would suggest for you to open an account uh, and then go ahead and make sure you are definitely following OG Radio, okay? And then make sure you participate live in the chat. You type to me, I type back. All right. Now, if you want to listen uh, next time to the show and you don't and you want to listen in real time, you know, you can always call the phone number five one six 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 nine eight two six. All right. You can call in and you can just listen. And if you have your phone connected to your, you know, your vehicle, then boom, there you go. It's no different than just talking on the phone. Okay, you just put me on speaker or whatever your connected device is. And there you go. All right. Uh, So. The Of course, the first song that I opened up is Muni Hours and Hours. Like, I don't know. I was just feeling some kind of way, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to play that song. So I uh, went ahead, and I'm so glad that it was in our the library. So I was like, yes, and I was scrolling, looking for the opening song. I was like, what would be the perfect opening song right now? And sure enough, that Muni was like right here. And I was like, okay. And so I went ahead and played it, right? And then just after her was excuse me, a song called Drinks On Me by Dove. So shout out to Dove. That song is like very smooth and mellow, okay? So thank you for sending me your music, okay? Uh, And if you know somebody, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend or you yourself want to have your music played right here on OG Radio, uh, you can uh, send it to read. You can send the music for the, to get played on Binge and Rewind to readalityradio at gmail.com. And next week, I will get the exact email for where you can send it to other uh, so that other um to the OG radio G, uh, uh, email account. I will get that information and I will have it for you for next week because my show is not the only show on this platform. So shout out to OG radio for the other and the other podcasters and radio hosts. And of course, uh, DJ, Mr. AKA 38, who uh, is the founder and creator of OG entertainment. So shout out to OG entertainment and the platform and those that I have been, have the honor to sit next to and work with virtually, okay, on this platform. So shout out to that. Uh, Now that we have gotten all of the intros out of the way, we can get right down to it, all right? Because like I said to y'all last week, if you remember, uh, you know, I start off talking about the soap operas, you know, because I am committed at this point. I'm all the way committed. I've been watching uh, Bold and the Beautiful and Young and the Restless for the past seven years now and of course like many of people who are in my age group we used to watch it with our grandparent our grandmother okay uh and we know who Victor Newman was even when we were little okay and I'm here to tell you he's still alive and kicking on Young and the Restless and I'm not going to talk about Young and the Restless today I'm not because like I, I want some more things to develop before I just deep dive into that, right? So what I am going to talk to y'all about is what I had to catch up on. Like it was it was literally 
the title of the show of Binge and Rewind because it is juicy on Bold and the Beautiful. And I've been waiting for this climax of the storyline because it's been drawing out way too long. And we are finally at the pivotal moment where the changing of the tide is here when it becomes, when it's between the Logans and the Foresters, okay? And they've always been rivals since, I guess, the beginning of time of the the series, okay? And congratulations to the series because they are in, uh, they're in their uh, latest season, okay, and I believe they're like 37 years on TV, and I believe Young and the Restless is 50 years on TV, so I'm just saying, shout out to the long checks, okay, generational checks, okay, shout out to that. Uh, anyway, uh, when it comes to Bold and the Beautiful, okay, so this is what I had to catch up on, all right, so... We already knew that Brooke, a.k.a. the slut of the valley, who has slept with every man on the show, okay, uh, and has a couple of baby daddies on the show, all right? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's, it's, I think it's two. Two or three. Two or three, I think. But anyway, uh, Brooke has always been, like, going after Thomas and always been skeptical of Thomas, okay? And Thomas is the one who was uh, obsessed with Hope, her daughter, and it got to the point where, you know, Thomas was doing some very dangerous stuff when it came to Hope, including stalking, kidnapping, like a whole bunch of manipulation, gaslighting, everything, a whole bunch of trickery, and then to come to find out he had some type of, you know, medical situation, he had like a tumor or something like that, you know how these storylines go in these soap operas, so it was causing him to act, you know, irrationally, but that doesn't mean he ever lost his love for Hope, and, but he just respects the boundaries that are set in place between Hope and himself, and their the son that they share, who is Douglas. And Hope is not the biological mother. She is the adoptive mother to uh, Douglas because Douglas lost his real mother, like, I don't know, I think it might have been maybe five years ago on the show or four years, five or four years ago on the show. And so uh, Hope decided that she was going to go ahead and, you know, be the adoptive mother. And so she's been keeping Douglas most of this entire time since she has decided to, you know, she became his adoptive mother. And during all of that, Thomas was going through his changes too with the, you know, understanding of the tumor, getting that removed and blah, 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 blah. Right. And he has gotten better. He has become a better person. He is focused doing, you know, uh, designing the, the gowns and dresses and other attire that the Forrester Creations company does. Right. So he's been super focused. Well, He's back to his old trickery again because check this out, okay? The slut of the valley, Brooke, all right? She's already married to Ridge. Ridge, I told y'all, had been going back and forth, you know, between the whole situation of Brooke and Taylor. Taylor is his uh, baby mama, and she is the parent to Steffi and Thomas, okay? And Steffi and Thomas have been very adamant about getting their parents back together, all right? And Taylor is very patient and calm and non-toxic compared to Brooke, okay? It's like Taylor is Mother Teresa, okay, the way that her character is, you know, built, you know, to when it comes to love and connection and relationship 
with Ridge. All right. Taylor can do absolutely nothing wrong. She is the perfect choice and he is in love with her. But yet he always says that his destiny, no matter what comes between them, like he always goes back to Brooke. And Taylor is just at this point where she's like, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep putting myself out here. So she's got her guard up. She's built up her walls, which I'm pretty sure many of you can relate that when you get hurt in relationships what ends up happening is you start to build up walls and you don't want to let people in because you're too scared to fall and feel what you feel and be in the moment and take a chance and she has every right to feel that way based on past history and that's what she's going off of okay so we see her talking to Steffi. They're having this mother-daughter moment. They're up in Aspen over there at Bill, at Bill Spencer's place that he's getting ready to sell. So they decide to get away. And who ends up showing up? Ridge. Why does Ridge end up showing up? Now, mind you, I'm watching this all in, you know, I, I don't know what's been happening because I haven't been able to watch it on my Amazon Prime through Paramount+. Plus. I don't know what's going on. So I had to go and download the CBS app to catch up, but I could only catch up on the last like six episodes. So now that I am caught up, this is why Ridge went to Aspen. Ridge goes to Aspen to go get Taylor and confess his love for her after he's hit on the head with a pine cone, okay, which because he was in a daze and thinking and reminiscing about the difference between being with Taylor and being with Brooke because he is so hurt by Brooke. Why is Ridge hurt by Brooke? Because there was a recording. That, no, 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 that, no. I'm sorry. There was a phone call to CPS to report Thomas of being a bad father and his son Douglas was in danger. And the someone who I don't know if he's connected to Thomas or if he worked for CPS somehow or whatever, but or he's a private investigator. I don't know. I didn't see that episode. It wasn't available. But the man has a recording of what sounds like Brooke's voice making the phone call to CPS saying what she said. Now, I say it appears to be uh, Brooke's voice because in the back of uh, the, the montage memory sequence that they did of what time, of how we got here, okay, Ridge going to Taylor, Ridge wanting to break up with Brooke, you know, and Brooke being accused of calling CPS and her not admitting to it, which is why Ridge is upset and he feels like he can't trust her. You want to tear down my family. You already have something against my son. You won't let it go. He has shown that he has done better only to prove that he is not doing better because he crafted the whole thing. Apparently, Douglas has an app on his phone that allows you to change your voice. All you need is a sample of someone's voice, and after that, you can record anything, and it will be the same tone, pitch, everything of the of the sample voice that you have. So Thomas did a recording sounding with Brooke's voice that of him call of her calling CPS. That is crazy. And then he played it. He had it played in front of his father. So what, of course, what does Ridge do? He automatically goes to confront Brooke, waiting for Brooke to tell him the truth. Brooke doesn't even hint about anything that she's done wrong, only to say that, you know, I hope it wasn't such a horrible experience for Douglas. 
uh, I hope you guys are okay, like all of this. So, of course, Ridge, based on everything his daughter has been saying, his son has been saying, what Taylor has been saying, and the history of Brooke being a liar and only admitting to things when she gets caught. This is a behavior pattern. So, of course, it fits the narrative behavior pattern, okay? The only difference is, is like when Brooke does get caught, she does own up to the action of what she got caught for in this situation leading up to that final com to the latest co- part of the conversation she has yet to admit to doing anything and what she ends up doing is when she finds out from her sister donna and eric that ridge left la to go up to aspen to go after taylor what does brooke do brooke gets on the jet to go after her husband so now they're having this face-to-face so the last scenes that I saw as of yesterday okay is Brooke and Ridge are having this conversation in the woods in Aspen and he is telling her like no um we're done I'm cool off you I don't want nothing to do with you why don't you just tell me the truth admit to what you did you owe me the truth owe me that and here goes Brooke what are you talking about Ridge I don't know All I can say is that I love you, and we can work this out. Like, here's the thing with Brooke. This is what irritates me. I think it's really jacked up that Brooke always ends up being some sort of pawn into, like, this this ulterior motive to something else, right? Like, we've seen it in the beginning of the year when Sheila switched her uh, champagne bottle from non-alcoholic to alcoholic, which then caused Brooke to, you know, break her sobriety, get drunk, and kiss Deacon, and then she almost lost Ridge to that. So then she wins Ridge back over. He goes back to her. Everything is starting to be good thus far, only for now Thomas to do the same thing. And the irony is this. Thomas already knew what Sheila did to get to in using Brooke right and getting her drunk to break that up her and Ridge up so that Ridge could ultimately go back to Taylor so because Taylor was giving it's a whole nother storyline debacle but either way Brooke was being used by Sheila Thomas knew what Sheila did to Brooke and here goes Thomas using the same tactic against a similar tactic against Brooke either way manipulating a situation enough to make her look like she's the bad guy for Ridge to leave her and go back to Taylor and I don't know what's gonna happen now because Ridge is gonna go ballistic when he finally finds out that Thomas was up to it the whole time because then is he gonna change his feelings for Taylor after he just promised her forever what's gonna happen we'll find out on like the next upcoming episodes of (laughs) the bold and the beautiful so check your local listings okay uh it comes on cbs every single day i mean every single day monday through friday unless there is you know a news interruption of some sort check your local listings for time because each time zone has a different time when it comes on all right, uh, but Bold and the Beautiful is about a 30-minute uh, soap opera, and I'm just saying, right now, it's a little juicy. That's a little juicy, and so with that being said, since it's a little bit juicy, we're going to play Juicy by Devon right now. 
So I will be back right here on OG Radio doing Binge Rewind with something else to break down to y'all. But this is Juicy by Devon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Listen up. I was gonna pin it. Yeah, time is money. House on Crocs. Take a flight to London. 
Shoot to the top, steadily drop like rain emoji. Keep it as simple, Cassio, watch my time is coming. Rose go pending, yeah, time is money. Hustle on crops, take a flight to London. Shoot to the top, steadily drop like rain emoji. Keeping it simple, Cassio, watch my time is coming. Game time, me versus me. Hear my name, how I succeed. Make requirements, then exceed. Like Sunny, I am unique. Do what I will, like Zoji Jaded. Hit him with side, Willow hair and tangle. Magic of August singing. Foot on the gas like exhaust. Best of myself, what's the cost? On like a light, you off. You right, I'ma be a boss. Rolling the dice is Monopoly. My parents, they tell me they proud of me. It's worth it, yeah, it's happening. King means OG majesty. Rose gon' pin it. Yeah, time is money. Hustle some crops. Take a flight to London. Shoot to the top, steadily drop like rain emoji. Keep it as simple, cash your watch, my time is coming. Rose gon' pin it. Yeah, time is money. Hustle some crops. Take a flight to London. Shoot to the top, steadily drop like rain emoji. Keeping it simple, Cassio, watch my times come. Enter the mode of a beast and tank. You and me know we not the same. You get played, I get plays. Even outside, I don't play. Don't play by mine, no, that ain't funny. Get you a grind and always study. Telling you what brings in that money. Education can't take that from me. Spanking this beat like an angry mom. Moving these units, I'm feeling like Amazon. Some might be fragile, they still in my catalog. Watch how that game will be buying these crops. Got your ears, now listen. Put myself in position. Hashtag Rose go miss it. Bars for days when my Rose go pinned it. Everything I spit is fire. Rose gon' pin it, yeah, time is money Hustle on crops, take a flight to London Shoot to the top, steadily drop like rain emoji Keep it as simple, cash your watch, my time is coming Rose gon' pin it, yeah, time is money Hustle on crops, take a flight to London Shoot to the top, steadily drop like rain emoji Keep it as simple, cash your watch, my time is coming
be trying to finesse. Tippy told didn't overstep. So I suggest you don't go out of your way, cause you give them an inch and a mile they will take. Cause we'll peep where you live. They go and set up a hit. Acting like it wasn't them. Then try to tell you your sh- they gotta deal with these niggas that leeches. I said they can't touch you, you steady reaching. Don't get me wrong, I ain't the one for preaching. Just giving you facts and this is where I leave it. Going on in your mind. I'ma only tell a motherfucker one time. You try to play games, I'ma get in my feelings. Whatever you took, get it back with some interest. Watch them niggas in your circle. Watch them bitches that you talk to. Keep your eyes on them straight cats. They'll fuck around and steal your dog food. Never ever trust a soul. Take care of the family and focus on goals. Make sure that these niggas is playing their roles. Don't get distracted by niggas be trying to finesse. Ayy, we ain't with none of that They know how we coming, nevertheless Ayy, niggas be trying to finesse Ayy, they better not catch you lack I want that, she want the bag Ayy, niggas be trying to finesse Ain't got no money, ain't got no bag Ain't got no tech, these bitches so stressed We been in the bag, ayy, ayy, ayy be trying to finesse Cash that fraud, bank credit card Bitches be losing their job Instead of bitches, they keep going hard Ayy, ayy, bitches be trying to finesse Steady be winning, still at the bank, steady be grinning, still at the stove, steady be spinning, back on your block, steady be spinning, I overeat, never be finished, dead or alive, never will blemish, off in the sky, who said it was limits, swim with elites, I started from scrimmage, I'm out the dope, it's never gonna jam, made up my mind, started my plan, one of a kind, forever be praying, she had me that forever gonna cram, you'll be trying to finesse, but I won't settle for less, thinking about my next dollar, fixing my chain on my chest, run it up, get the Benji, Drive through like Wendy, she Chanel this Fendi, one of one can't rent thee, life's good, I be yarning, brown handsome and I'm charming, send a shot, that's a warning, heat it up, we Ay, we ain't with none of that, they know how we coming, nevertheless, ayy, niggas be trying to finesse, ayy, they better not catch you lack, I want that. She want the bag, ayy. Hey. be trying to finesse. Ain't got no money. Ain't got no bag. Ain't got no tech. These bitches so stressed. We been in the bag. Ayy, ayy, ayy. Just be trying to finesse. Cash that fraud. Bank credit card. Just be losing their jobs. Instead of that they think going hard. Ayy, ayy. Just be trying to finesse. And I'm back. Yo, that slap, though. That really, hey, I was feeling that. That was perfect for exactly the show that I'm getting ready to talk about next. Like, that was just perfect timing. So, shout out to Jay Menace for finesse. And before that, uh, I played your 310 boy straight out of Compton, California with Taste Of. And then before that, with Zoji with Rose Gold Pendant. And then, of course, I kicked off with the music block with Juicy by Devon. I'll just say it like that little litty right there. Like, look, look, I'm excited about that one, though. Uh, so, shout out to those artists who have been sending their music to readalityradio at gmail.com. Expel, spelled exactly how it sounds, okay? R-E-E-D-A-L-I-T-Y-R-A-D-I-O at gmail.com, all right? So shout out to those artists. Thank you so much for wanting to showcase your artistry to the people, okay? I know it ain't easy, but I'm a cheerleader and a firm 
believer that independent artists are some of the hardest working artists in the game because they're doing it on their own terms. So shout out to that. Not to say those who are a part of the industry don't work just as hard, especially with all the the politics and everything that gets involved on a deeper, higher level. Like, uh, I'm just saying, like, I just, I root for, you know, what some would argue as the underdog. So I'm here for that. So shout out to y'all for that. But I feel like finesse down and trying to you know finesse you know what I'm saying is perfect for the show Batty South because I gotta tell y'all what happened on the third part reunion that we did not expect to happen because they they did two in the first season so now they did three which was much very it was which was very much needed excuse me for tongue twisting but it was very much needed at the end of the day because we finally got to the root of some situations you know and we got to hear some success stories towards the end of it now uh shout out to Trina for the amazing job she did especially towards the end when she called out the women and saying that y'all are not friends I have not seen any loyalty on this stage and y'all should just look at each other as cast members instead of trying to get close and I strongly 100,000 infinity percent agree to that okay because throughout the course of the season there was a whole bunch of kiki in each other's faces especially when they would go out and be liquored up and everything and having a good old grand old time so only then when they sober up they're just at odds with each other and this person's talking about this person and natalie nunn is being accused of planting little seeds in different people's ears in order to create controversy and conflict you know and mind you, I told y'all last week that in in the part two of the reunion, that Roly had decked Natalie in the eye. So Natalie is walking around with a, like, you know, with a closed eye, you know, for the most part, as she's throwing her temper tantrum and everything and wanting to shut down the production. Like, she yells, Natalie yells out so much that she's been in the game for 15 years and she is the EP of the show. Like, we get it. The louder you talk and the more you repeat it doesn't excuse your behavior and the lasting negative effect it leaves on people. And which is why I agreed with Trina, the true baddest chick in the game, who said that y'all are not being bad bitches right now. I agree with her when she say that. Because they weren't. Like, where was it, you know? And I and Roly had a really good point. She participated in uh, the show because she thought she was going to be able to make some really good networking connections and be able to learn from Natalie by the fact that she's been in the game for 15 years and so that they could maybe collaborate or she could get, you know, some, uh, you know, better at her craft and being in the, you know, the TV game and production game of reality TV, you know, only for her to end up actually getting her own show. 
she was at, she announced that on the third part of the reunion that she signed a contract with Zeus and she will soon be getting her own show. And as of many of y'all know, she's not the only one. Krishan Rock, who's with Blueface, they're going to have their own show. So now it really makes sense with all of the videos that they've been posting lately of themselves and all the shenanigans, drunken shenanigans and the fights and everything like that. It go it it all makes sense now because it was prom, it was promotion, it was propaganda to lead up to what they announced the same night of the third part reunion. So when the third part reunion finally was up on Zeus, they also had this the tra- the official trailer for Krishan and Blueface's uh next upcoming reality show. So when I tell you like see for those of us who pay attention to how this game works, we get it. We get it. You know? So there's that. Uh and Krishan definitely like, how can I put this? Krishan is a character within itself just by being herself. And I can appreciate and respect that. And because she is very young, she kind of gets a pass to certain behaviors because she doesn't have all the tools yet. She hasn't lived on Earth long enough, which is why I understand her position when she would say certain uh, things about why she gravitated towards people like Jayla, you know, because Jayla has this very nurturing, motherly feel to her, aura to her. So I can see why Krishan would attach herself to Jayla, you know, uh, especially given what Krishan has shared about what she goes through mental health wise and her faith you know, and everything. So I appreciate that. That I felt like even though a lot of what happens on reality TV can come off as scripted or come off as like manipulated environment uh, to where chaos can happen. I do appreciate those, those little moments in time where it is truly authentic in the moment. Like I appreciate those. So uh, I want to thank Krishan and Roly and Jayla for in those moments, showing what authenticity looked like versus saying what sounds good, you know, and uh, saying what, where it comes off of it's kind of like apathy. So they don't care one way or the other kind of a thing. It's kind of like, eh, or whatnot. Uh, Now there is supposed to be a season three, according to what Natalie was saying and how like everybody from season two is supposed to be fired and she's going to come up with a whole new bunch of baddies and do season three. So I'm like, okay, well, we'll see how this goes. But I do remember that when Trina and Jenea were going through, and I I really hope I'm saying her name right. Cause I believe her name is Jenea, the other co-host were going down and asking each one, like, did they like doing the show and would they do it again? And when they get to Scotty, and like I said last week, Scotty just seemed like she was Natalie's pit bull, you know, as, uh, especially when it was that scene in uh, out in the back in the hallway and Natalie is telling her, like, you know, basically, like, when I jump, you jump kind of a thing. And here you got Scotty talking about, say less, say less. Like, you know, it just seemed like, 
Natty was pulling the strings of Scotty, you know, for in some kind of weird friendship dynamic. I don't know. And it would be interesting based on what we have heard in the anger of uh, Sarah and Sydney Starr and Roly, if Natalie will dangle a carrot in Scotty's face only to betray her later, and then Scotty ends up being on the outskirts and is one of those, you know, um, survivor of Natalie Nunn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just... I just feel like there's got to be something there. And I, I want to give, or I am giving Natalie the shadow of doubt to maybe she just doesn't necessarily know how to separate having a genuine friendship mixed with business. You know what I mean? Because some people can't find that balance. And when the lines get blurred and we have an ego the way Natalie does about wanting to be, you know, that chick in the room, you know, it's just, it can create the perfect storm and with certain people, you know, and Natalie can pinpoint, I feel like at this stage of the game, being that she was one of the bad girls in the bad girls club when it was on oxygen TV, uh, on the oxygen network, like, I feel like she can pinpoint, and this is no shade to anybody, but who might be the weakest link? You know, lack of a better phrase. There are just some people who know how to read people like that and know how to say the right things to get them to do certain things and code them to uh, be loyal or just be available and accessible on command or demand, you know. And I feel like Natalie's no dummy. And I wouldn't put it past her. I just wouldn't, you know, and it's no shade. I just wish she would use that same, uh, you know, that same skill set for something a little bit more positive. Because the only thing I could really ask is this. Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired? You've been at this for 15 years. Like, you're not tired yet? And it seems like she's not tired yet. So I don't know. I just I just don't know. Uh, but, yeah, that's what happened. And so congratulations to Roly for her new uh, contract with Zeus and her own TV show. Congratulations to Krishan and Blueface on their show. That's about to drop, you know, on the Zeus Network. And for those who want to watch anything on the Zeus Network, it is by application only. So you need to download the application. And I, uh, it's, I think it's about $6 a month. Uh, for subscription and it's pretty much ratchet reality tv so if you are into all of that it's there you go so if you ever wanted to watch like the jocelyn's cabaret or uh a real chance at love you know that dating show which i believe is where roly came from if i'm not mistaken i do remember there was a reference between roly and chance of love so i'm just saying like if if you are interested in all of that you know, then check that out. Watch, you know, Ratchet Reality TV if that's your guilty pleasure. I'm here for it. It is what it is. I, you see, I watch it. You see, I watch it. Uh, so stay tuned, I guess, for season three 
uh, and when season three is finally announced and it comes on, uh, you definitely know where it's going to be talked about. It'll definitely be talked about right here. <laughs> It'll definitely be talked about right here. So with that being said, we are going to get into the next uh, music block before I come back with uh, a brief description of that movie that I told y'all I was watching last week, uh, Last Seen Alive with Gerard Butler. I'm going to run through that real quick, come back, uh, then do another music break, and then we're going to close out with me telling y'all about the TV show on Hulu called Reasonable Doubt. I am so excited for this show. This is my new guilty pleasure. It's on Hulu. It airs every single Monday. But like I said, before that, we're going to talk about the movie Last Seen Alive with Gerard Butler, and that is on Netflix. But kicking us off for uh, our little, our musical break, all right, is going to be who I call Uncle Clean, a.k.a. Clean Hearts. Make sure you follow him. And I just talked to him the other day. He came through um, yesterday. He came through the show that I was doing uh, on the A&M platform. Shout out to A&M over there on stereo. We were doing Kindred Spirits, me and Traduce. And Uncle Clean came through. And I asked him, I said, Uncle Clean, how many beats you got in your catalog right now? This man tells us. He has 7,100 beats. He is at 7,100 to where he has to create a second catalog for uh, to um, uh, license his music uh, on BMI and those other uh, licensing platforms. So congratulations to Uncle Clean. But we are definitely going to kick uh, kick off this musical interlude with a song, a beat rather, called Ghetto. Concerto by Clean Hearts, aka Uncle Clean.
out to Uncle Queen, though, a.k.a. Queen Heart for the Ghetto Concerto. I felt like that was a great little segue from Batty's house to Lasting Alive. <laughs> so, Lasting Alive, that's the movie on Netflix where Gerard Butler, his husband, I mean, he's the husband looking for his wife after she goes missing at the gas station when she comes across a old, uh, an old friend from who she grew up with in, you know, in school and he kidnaps her and we see the husband going, doing, pulling a straight Liam Neeson vibe. Okay. And trying to look for his wife. So he goes through, uh, the, the rabbit hole of investigating himself because the police aren't able to do certain things because based on the evidence that they have or some circumstantial evidence, things that would of course appear to make it seem like there's definitely a crime being done they don't have anything tangible to even launch an investigation they have come to a dead end okay but the husband is not giving up he goes and finds the guy who was at the gas station who did kidnap his wife interrogates him whoops him okay like just straight wailing on him has his whole brawl inside of the man's trailer only to come to find out that the, the guy took him took his wife to a to a guy named frank so the husband does what? He ends up finding his way over to where Frank is at. Guess what Frank doing? Frank over here running a whole meth lab compound in the middle of the woods, okay? So he goes over to the compound. There he's looking for his wife, of course. He gets he finds his way to Frank so he can confront him after beating up a couple of other guys or whatnot and knocking them out cold, only for him and Frank to have like a whole little shootout inside lab is that like that just seemed dumb on a scale from one to five five being like oh let's watch this movie this is it's very much giving the you know netflix paid a lot of money for the actors more so than just the production of having a good movie although i do like the twist at the end because which i'm not going to tell you i won't give you that spoiler alert but I mean, I won't give you that spoiler, but everything else, spoiler alert, we already even passed that. Uh, the There is a nice little twist at the end as this man is, you know, uh, uh, looking for his wife or whatever. So I was excited for that plot twist because that's not what I expected to come in because I just assumed it was going to be like repetitive type of a storyline. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's one of those movies where, like, oh, you ain't got nothing else to do and you just want to, like, you know how you, when you're watching a series and like, oh, that's a filler episode. This is a filler movie, okay? Uh, no shade, you know, no shade to them, but it's just a filler movie. It's not something that let's just say this. I I wouldn't watch it again. It's it's a one and done for me. It's a one and done. It's not. Let's watch this again. I want to see how what happens. You know, I want to just enjoy it again. You know, it's not that. It is what it was. It gave what it gave. And that's it. <laughs> but I definitely want to make sure that I came back to tell y'all because I told y'all last week that I was for sure going to finish watching the movie and then come back this week and let y'all know what it was hitting for. Okay? And it just wasn't hitting the way I thought it was going to hit. Um, So I hope y'all can appreciate that. But we're going to get into our next musical interlude before I talk to y'all about reasonable doubts. Okay? Now, this uh, song right here is called Manifest. It's by Minnie's. Shout out to Minnie's. Uh, I met Minnie's over there on the fan base application. And uh, they were, you know, 
blessed me to bless y'all's ears to uh, send their music. So we're going to go ahead and check this song out called Manifest by Minis. And I will be back to talk to y'all about Reasonable Doubt. Oh, yeah. We, we manifest over here, baby. <laughs> yeah. the population where the setups will be trite either riding for the cause or you bound to pay the price yeah i was born to be rich okay. i'm supposed to be this uh-huh. what else y'all expect i'm the son of a king yeah the lion of judah and i raw just the stand snuck out the realm of magic came here to reign yeah here comes the rain six minutes left coach put me in the game yeah. need a sub on your conscience heart makes the brain regulation with the force that can take away the pain. pain by doing this for y'all you can break away the shame yeah. got too old for the corner yeah i gave away the cane yeah adam got the after he got the cheese okay. Depending how you see it That's the essence of degrees If you're born without limits You ain't got the masterpiece I came I, came. I saw I, I manifest what I want To the core I manifest I came My honey got a rumble with the bees. There's a cure for the rage uh-huh. given to me by the G's. G. To get rid of your handle, all suggestion is the key. Ooh. And don't expect a handout just to feed your fetish. Nah. Around here, oh yeah, everyone is jealous. You know that energy accumulates where you put attention. Uh-huh. That's why I'm on my business, even on commission. Uh-huh. I'm lighting up the stage yeah. to keep my intuition wrapped up in clean air under any bad condition. Ooh. You looking for a match? Yeah. Better get the vision. Uh-huh. Cause I be quick to tell them I ain't for the competition. No, I gave away the game. Yeah. I'm hoping that you listen. My desire set on fire because I don't do the wishing. No, bro, you wanted rap. Uh-huh. I delivered with precision. Now come on, sing along if you rocking with the vision. I came. I, came. I saw. which is perfect for the show to talk about reasonable doubt right there on the Hulu network. Let me tell y'all something. This is a new guilty pleasure. All right. That I already, I talked about it on the stereo app on Tuesdays, all binge rewind over there. And through and since Tuesday, okay, Tuesday, Wednesday, and now we're here on Thursday. Uh, I was just hosting the room earlier today before I jumped over here with y'all and I was talking to uh, some some of the other uh, creators over there, and we sitting in my room, and we just going on and on talking about this show. This show is everything, 
okay? Now, you can really binge and rewind it right there, right now, if you haven't watched, if you're not watching it already, I believe there's like four or five episodes for you to catch up on, and I will suggest this, go into it open-mindedly, go into it open-mindedly and just enjoy the ride. Let things fall out, let play out the way they should play out, but I do appreciate because what what you the ride that you go on throughout the each episode is so uh so uh metaphorically correct for the title of the show reasonable doubt okay and it's uh it's it's surrounding about the main character named Jax, and she is a criminal def- the defense attorney uh, who started off as a public defender, and we have the fine and gorgeous look at Michael Ely, okay? Michael Ely, yes, is a part of the show, and he doesn't play crazy and deranged in this one, okay? But he uh, was one of the clients when Jax was a uh, a public defender and in her earlier years as a public defender she ended up losing the case which ends uh Damon Michael Ely's character in prison and so we see the first time we're introduced to their connection we see her having a conversation with him and saying that you know she doesn't want him to admit that he actually committed a murder just in order for him to be out on parole and he feels like he can no longer stay in prison and he needs to do what he needs to do in order to get out and have some sense of freedom and so we we're gonna see more of that on you know develop you know un you know unpack and develop how their relationship is and I'm sure we're going to learn the history but right now it's just a really good seed that's being planted and is being nurtured now the dynamic of Jackson her husband she doesn't really want to talk she has walls up but yet the husband is begging for her to have communication and we see that they are on the out they are separated at the time they are not getting ready for divorce because they are so in love with each other they have two kids who are preteen and uh, a son and a, a son and a daughter, and the husband lives someplace else. He has his own house, okay. And he is a gaming program game programmer, and so he's in the midst of finishing up a game that he's programming that is supposed to launch very soon. And uh, so he comes over, and he still is very active in the kids' lives. They're very active in communication between one another as husband and wife, you know. Uh, and they they have a little kink. I'm not going to tell you what the kink is. You're just going to have to go at it. But they do have a little kink. Um, and it's just like it kind of throws you off a little bit the way that it's introduced. But then if you just pay, like, the more you watch it, you're like, oh, okay. And then I have my own theory, which I won't divulge just yet. I will talk about that maybe next week. Or even two, no, I'll probably talk about it next week because hopefully between now and then, all of y'all who are listening to the sounds of my voice, you will go and check out Reasonable Doubt on Hulu, okay? And you will binge and rewind the season thus far, all right? Uh, you have Sean Patrick Thomas who plays the soon-to-be billionaire who is getting ready to take his public, his company public. And once he does, he will be a billionaire, but he's part of the main storyline considering the fact that his assistant who was the executive VP of marketing, okay, uh, she was getting ready to out the Dame, Bray, uh, what is it? I'm sorry, Braden. that's his name. His name is Braden on the show, Sean Patrick Thomas. Uh, and we know Sean Patrick Thomas from the barbershop. He was the smarty, arty one. And we know Michael, Michael Ely also played on barbershop. He was the quote-unquote thug, and they always had odds with each other. So it's like perfect full circle for the both of them to be on a TV show together. I'm just saying for those of us who know and grew up in that era, okay? So those two are together. 
uh, not only together like that, but they're on the same show. Okay. Uh, and so Braden his, uh, is getting ready, you know, have his company go public. The, the executive VP, she wants to expose him for sexual harassment, but she ends up, you know, being asked to sign an NDA to, you know, to block all of that or whatever, and a settlement check and everything like that. She decides to not go forth with it, and uh, Braden ends up telling Rich his counselor over this NDA tr- uh, transaction that's supposed to take place. When he, when Braden finds out that she won't sign the NDA, he says, well, I'll handle it myself, you know, and I'll just give her what she wants, whether she likes it or not, which is not the right thing to actually say in front of your attorney as dealing with your business side of your uh, company to have a woman who wants to expose you for sexual harassment. Okay. And you're going to say this in front of him. All right. So after he says that in front of his attorney, the next day, Kalisha, the executive VP, she ends up dead, brutally murdered in her home. We let her find out that, oh, she did sign the NDA. So did Brayden really kill her? Because if all he wanted her to do was sign the NDA and she did sign it, what motive does he have to kill her? So now the the mystery really begins on who really killed Kalisha, you know? So I'm just saying this show is everything and it touches on a lot of topics and things that um, the, uh, you know, the black community or people of color and what they talk about, the men and women dynamics of what they want in their others, you know, in their spouse and in a relationship and the role reversal dynamics of the man wanting to communicate more with his wife, but the wife is not the one willing to be so open and raw to communicate the dynamics of Jack's and her mother and her biological father and her stepfather. So I feel like I will say this. One of my theories is this. The stepfather had some type of there was some type of child molestation or something like that between uh Jax and her stepfather. And I think her mom knew, but looked the other way. And Jax's father knew about it confronted the mom many years ago but because maybe the mom has something over the biological dad to make sure that you know her new happy home didn't get messed up her dad like Jax's biological father just left and maybe he's feeling the guilt of confronting his daughter. Now I know that probably seems like a stretch or like ah maybe you I'm reading too much into it, but when you have shows like this that are so layered and textured, mind you, this show is produced by Kerry Washington, who was Olivia Pope on Scandal, and the show is uh under the production of a sub company under ABC Studios. So all I'm saying is this is a perfect combination of BETs being Mary Jane scandal how to get away with murder so you got olivia pope uh viola davis's character and gabrielle union's character on on mary jane you know so all i'm saying is is that it's a beautiful combination and i think it's great you feel me uh i just really want to encourage y'all i'm not going to be too much into it because i want y'all to watch it but trust and believe when i'm back next week god willing we gonna dissect something Okay, we are definitely going to dissect it. So I want to thank y'all for joining me 
for this episode of Binge and Rewind. And I know it's like, oh, my God, why are you leaving? Because it's time to go. And I'm going to play these two songs to close it out, okay? So I'm definitely going to go ahead and play once again uh, another instrumental from, oh, no, I'm sorry, not that, I am going to play the instrumental from Kayam, which is Spaced Out, okay, I played it last week, I played, the, played it the first time last week, but I told Kayam that I was going to close out my show with that, because the vibe is everything, and I want y'all leaving, listening to the show, feeling good, you know, and having a great day, feel me, no matter what time it is in the day, you know, so, yeah, we're going to get spaced out as we close out, okay? But before you hear spaced out, we're going to hear uh, a song by Hog XO called Feeling Like Me, all right? So we're going to go on this journey together. Is it an instrumental or is it a song with words? I don't know. We're going to all enjoy the song for the first time together. So there's that. Uh, but I want to thank y'all. Hope to see y'all next week right here on OG Radio Platform. Listening to me, Eve Reed, your favorite host who loves to smile the most, uh, on Binge Rewind, presented to you by Reality Radio, where what you hear is what you get, you know. And I just want to thank y'all for joining me today. Y'all have a blessed one. Do something nice for yourself today. You know why? Because you deserve it. All right? So I'm going to talk to y'all later. I'll be back next week. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms. And if you have anything you want me to watch and review, you want me to binge and rewind, email me at realityradio at gmail.com or DM me on the other social media platforms. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the major platforms. I am there. Just look for my uh, – go ahead and type in the search box, e-read or – I'm E-Read, the letter I, the letter M is in Mary, and E-Read. And with that being said, I'm going to throw up the virtual deuces because I'm going to get up out of here. Y'all have a uh, very wonderful, wonderful day. I can't stress that enough. Okay, I can't. I just can't stress that enough. Oh, my gosh. Um, Wait, I feel like I'm forgetting to tell y'all something, though. I am. You know what it is? It's is don't just listen to this show you have to make sure you come back and listen to the other shows on this platform because other djs and podcasters on here i'm just saying there's a little bit of everything for everyone so make sure you're hitting that follow button and you check us out on a regular basis not just on thursdays but every day and make sure you hit the repeats too let us know like which was your favorite episode you feel me so I'll talk to y'all later. Have a good weekend. Bye. For the match, the big stepper. Quick ass motor oil on 80 in the middle of the morning. Fresh so clean. For the wine. The only. She was dancing like a freak when I met her in the club. Looking at the kid, want to fuck with the thug. Spit a little game. Space out shit. Bitch, can you handle a nigga like